Thank God it's free range. You are listening to Free Range Radio Friday with your host, Michael Elves. Pour yourself a beverage and turn up the volume because here on 101.5 UMFM, the weekend starts now. UMFM. This is Thank God It's Free Range, the Friday edition of Free Range Radio. I'm Michael Elson, kicking things off tonight. It's a new track called Air from Ygretz. I thought it was Egrets at first, but it's uh, Y-G-R-E-T-Z. And uh, if you can't say the name or spell it, it just go check it out. I really, uh, I really enjoy this artist, and uh, she's opening for my first guest tonight here on the show. We will get to that in just a second, but I will mention that it is Pledgerama 2019. The phone lines are open, 204-474-6610 is the number to call, umfm.com slash donate to make a pledge online. 
And uh, we'll get into some incentives and other details later. My specific show incentives, I have a drop card draw, a whole bunch of different uh, download codes for albums that I've loved over the course of the year. Uh, we've got Julia Jacklin's latest record. We've got uh, Duran Jones and the Indications. I've got the new Flying Lotus record, all sorts of stuff. Any amount that you pledge could be a buck, could be five bucks, whatever. You're in, entered into the draw for the drop cards. Uh, and at the $25 level, I've got a whole bunch of books you can choose from because I've been interviewing authors steadily here on the show. Uh, all sorts of new stuff. The Vagina Bible, we had Dr. Jen Gunter on the show uh, recently. And uh, that is a great book. We've got uh, Lynn Cody, award-winning novelist, and Michael Crummy, who is nominated for The Giller. His new book, The Innocents, which is like 35 bucks in uh, hardcover right now. 25 bucks will get you the UMFM incentives, and it will get you uh, your chance to uh, pick a book from the list. Uh, anyway, we'll talk more incentives. Remind you, 474 is the number to call. Our goal is $36,000. But uh, we don't want to waste our first guest time because she's playing tonight. Samantha Selsey, performing under her last name. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So uh, f first off, you used to be in, in a local band. You moved away to Calgary. Yeah. Was the transition to like being the solo performer a result of like kind of moving away from the city? Or had you kind of already started to move towards that? I was working on it as a side project mm -hmm. when I was in the band. And... Um, it was just kind of, I was just using it to explore different things and explore different types of music that we weren't doing in the band context. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, when the band kind of, when we parted ways, it, it turned out that what I was pursuing with my solo project was more in line with kind of what I wanted to do for my, my art anyways. So that's just the direction it went into. Yeah. And then having that, like, obviously like separation or distance gave you kind of like, like a crystallized vision of what you were as an artist or your sound as an artist i mean i don't know if i'll ever have a crystallized version okay <laughs> i feel like it's like constantly figuring it out but but you know what yeah it it definitely like clarified it i feel like i feel like the record i just released a month ago it is the clearest version of my art that i've had to date for sure so the yeah. record is effervescence yes um was there in in the like creation of this record when you say it is the most kind of realized version uh, of you to date like is there like an inflection point at which you realize like what i'm putting together right now is like the truest celsi yeah i th i mean over the span of a couple of years i was teaching myself to produce music and uh work kind of more in the digital realm of production um and doing sound design and stuff like that. And it took a long time to get to a point where I felt like the music that I was making was good or like worthy. So I guess I had, I had been working on quite a large number of songs over the span of a couple of years. And then it was at a point where I was kind of listening through with a friend of mine and I was like, okay, I think I'm ready to do these like what what songs are we going to do and i and i picked the ones that i thought really like felt right mm -hmm. and and then the process of finishing it like i did go to a studio um my friend's studio just to you know add some analog flair to it and then i did go to the national music center and record on some of the instruments there as well um, and just the expansion of it once i decided to take it seriously was also huge for me i i really felt that all of the effort that went into it yeah so the point at which it becomes kind of more complex you're like okay i have to buy into this 
yeah as like a thing i was ready to commit i committed hard yeah 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 so then the the songs that ended up on the record are they like kind of the ones you were most happy with as songs or was there something like linking them otherwise a combination of both definitely the first part i mean i thought that they all worked well together in the context of an album like flow wise i just really felt that i felt that they stood out compared to some of the other ones i was working on but that also there's still songs that I, I had at that time that I might still use. So there was something about them that kind of that that made them feel like they were cohesive. And a lot of them are about like healing and are about like, you know, moving through different experiences and like kind of coming out on the other side or what it feels like to move through that experience. And yeah, they have that sort of thematic content in them that's similar as well. Um, yeah, there was just, there was a few things. It was just sort of symbiotic the way that it came together. I read an interview you did with Canadian Beats and, and you were saying that you fell in love, but then you also started to kind of learn to love yourself. Yeah, totally. It's funny. I always think it's like a very cheesy thing, but I think it's true that, you know, I, I think that I had some destructive relationships growing up because I was manifesting the issues that I had inside like my own psyche like into my physical like romantic relationships because I was I wasn't able to ask for what I wanted or even be able to create a situation where I had what I needed because I couldn't even give that to myself Mm -hmm. um so yeah when you you know it's like it seems like a cliche thing but it's so true and I think that there's so many individuals that experience that did you see that manifest in your music like can you see like a person who is more in tune with themselves now as a, as a songwriter and a creator? Absolutely. Yeah. It's been, it's been a really awesome personal development for me over this past year or two. Right. Yeah. Now, like plunging into a scene that you didn't grow up in, I, I'm curious about like what, what that's like, what, what's the experience like? It was, pr- it was exciting when I first moved there. I, I, just sort of let my guard down and I just started going out and randomly meeting people and talking to people and telling people I was new and you know Calgary is not that much bigger than Winnipeg I like to see it as like a medium step you know so I didn't go there I wasn't like super overwhelmed you know I started to meet people and I started to find out that other people knew each other and I enjoyed it because there's a huge electronic scene there and there's a lot of people that are making house music there, which specifically piqued my interest when I first moved there because it, I just loved it and I didn't, I didn't, couldn't find that when I lived here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started going to dance parties, house music dance parties all the time. But then I also started to find the hip hop scene and, you know, everyone kind of overlaps and I was lucky that I worked at a venue too. So I got to know people through that and I, I just kind of, I just let all my reservations down and I just let myself meet as many people as I could. And, and I had fun with it. Actually, there's a really cool scene there and people in Calgary are super friendly people there. They, they don't have a wall up. Like you meet them and they're just like very warm towards you. That's just kind of the demeanor of the people there. So, yeah. Now you said the house music scene, there were creators. It's not just, you know, like house DJs. Yeah, DJs and producers for sure. Yeah. So meeting the producers then did that kind of like spur you on in like technique and and technical development? In some ways, um I collaborated with a couple producers out there, but it was it was more so just hearing the music itself and there was also a couple people um a couple of my friends now they DJ 
specifically with vinyl, only with vinyl, house music, but they're mixing. And I would just like, I thought that was the most amazing thing. And so that, uh, seeing that really inspired me to start getting into DJing as well, mm-hmm. which I didn't do before I moved to Calgary. Um, I think it was more the inspiration that really started to, to get the ball rolling for me, seeing all these people doing stuff that I hadn't experienced before. Right. Now there's like a visual element to your, your music as, as well. You've kind of created like videos and, and images that kind of seem to be married to the music. Yeah. How much do you have that in your mind when you're creating the songs? Ah, oh, that's a good question. Uh, when I make my videos, I make my videos after the songs are done. Um, I have never written a concept for a video and a song at the exact same time. Actually, no. Truth in the Sea was kind of like that. I'm not going to give you the whole story, but Truth in the Sea was like a hybrid. It was like a different song that went into these different forms for a long time. And then I was kind of simultaneously writing this concept for a short film about a selkie while I was working on the song. And then I dumped the song and changed it, but then I kept the lyrics alive. And then it was that one kind of morphed together in a really interesting way. Um, but all my other videos, usually I have the song and then I think about what the song means and I try to think of like imagery and symbolism that I think would work. Right. So it's kind of a, like a post, post-product thing that you then kind of develop an, a new project around the song. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, but I like the idea of, of simultaneously kind of making something that is one piece. I, I'd like to do that eventually for sure. As far as then the, the live performance how much do you consider that when you're making a song? You know, because some bands uh, I've talked to really give a thought to, like, we need to kind of be able to replicate this. And, and some people, it's like, pff, the album exists on its own, and what happens on stage is an entirely different thing. Uh, yeah, I'm fortunate in that I'm working in electronics, so I'm using samples, and I'm, I'm playing to tracks. Um, so I just, I, I like to prioritize a sound design over anything. I would rather use like a weird sound or something I've manipulated or whatever and play the sample than try to fully recreate something like on stage. Like that was, I was attached to that for a long time and I had a hard time letting go of the idea of having, of doing everything live. I think it was because I was trained classically and that's kind of like the doctrine when you're in classical music is that everything needs to be that authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the more I started getting into again, the electronic stuff, I was like, this is just music. It exists because I made this sound and then I manipulated the sound or I like played with this synth forever and I got this really unique sound out of it. I can't replicate that. There's no way that I could even try. So I, but I want this song to exist live. I want this sound to exist. So I'm not, I'm not super attached to that because I just, I, I want to explore sounds. Sure enough. Yeah. Uh, so tonight's show, you're at the Handsome Daughter, uh, Veneer, Loa, and Wygretz. Yes. On, on, on the bill as well. Um, since, I mean, you, you put the record out at the end of August. Is this kind of like the Effervescence Tour? Like, are you kind of focusing on those tracks or what's kind of yeah. the... Yeah. It's the Effervescence Tour. I'm playing the EP. I'm playing one, like, ambient piece and one um, just new song. That's my set. Mm-hmm. I've been sticking to it, but it is, it's focused on this, on sharing this album. Sure enough. Yeah. Uh, what's the best people, place for people to keep tabs on you social media wise? Like, are you an Instagram person or what's? Uh, I'm an Instagram person. Yeah. Celci official. S-E-L-C-I. Um, I'm on Facebook too. I, I don't update it as much. 
I don't. Seems to be the way of the world. It's hard to keep up with so many of these things. Spotify is good too. I have all my shows listed on Spotify, and it's like, yeah, if you use that and you like the music, it's really helpful if you like follow artists. That's an easy way to show your support. So absolutely. Yeah. Before we let you go, I want to get you to pick a track off of the EP that we can play for listeners. Okay. And if you have a reason why you're picking it or an anecdote about the song, I'd love to hear that. Okay. Let's play. Let's play Old Wounds because it is the B-side track that I've had that I personally really like that I've had a couple of really special people to me tell me that that it affected them. So Now this is the last track on the record. Did you give some thought to the fact that this is kind of like the final statement? Yeah. 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 Right on. Uh what time are you on tonight? Do you know? I'll be on at midnight. At midnight. All right. Well, Samantha, thanks for coming much for coming down and uh, taking some time. I know you got to head off to your sound check, but uh, I appreciate you coming in and congratulations on the new record. Thanks so much. This is Old Wounds here on 101.5 UMFM.
From Montreal, that's producer, singer Leah, and that's L-I-A, with Come and Seek, brand new single. Uh, back at the end of August, we uh, played her last single, To the Woods, and uh, really dig what she's doing so far. Really like the first couple tracks. Pretty promising stuff. Uh, we are in the midst of Pledgerama 2019. It did kick off at 6.30. The phone lines are open, 204-474-6610. My pals Meg and Brian out there ready to take your calls and take your pledges in support of this station. The goal this year, $36,000. That money going toward the purchase of a new antenna for the station. Uh, we are... Over 21 years old now as a station, and uh, so is that antenna. And uh, we need to uh, upgrade and uh, make things better as we head towards the future. Over the past, we have done a lot of upgrades to the station. Uh, We, of course, updated the website, and uh, anyone who frequents it now knows in terms of podcasts and uh, availability of the live sessions and other things that uh, we've put that money to good use in the past, and uh, we will be putting it to good use in the future as well. Uh, umfm.com slash donate if you want to make a pledge online. We do take credit cards and PayPal as well. Uh, in addition to uh, the incentives that I mentioned before, and as I said, there's a drop card draw for any amount donated to this show uh, and a book list available over the $25 donation level. Uh, the station has incentives. I want to earmark a couple. So the $75 level Uh, That's the level at which you get a T-shirt. The design this year by local artist Alex Plant did an amazing job with a uh, sort of sunset boom box. I don't know what we're calling it, but uh, we'll probably come up with a name for it this week. Uh, Great logo, and it's on the T-shirt. And, uh, man, does it look good? You can go to umfm.com and and check out the Pledgerama page to see photos. Or you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. We've been posting pictures of all the incentives there. But in addition to the incentives for the station, you also get entered into the Half Pints Daily Draw. And as I say, each year on Pledgerama, this Friday is the shortest of the days. Things start at 6.30 and and run through till 3 a.m. tonight. Every other day starts at 6 a.m. and runs to 3 a.m. So there are way more people pledging, way more shows to pledge to. Tonight's the short night, and uh, your chances to win are greatly improved if you make a pledge tonight. Uh, so 204-474-6610, the number to call. Half Pines has given us some sweet swag, and we'll be drawing every day for a prize pack. If you pledge at $75 or more, your name goes in. And the grand prize from Half Pines is a private brewery tour for you and 20 friends, at the end of which you get a gift certificate for a keg. And, uh, well, I mean... If you've been around this city and you uh, like craft beer, Lord knows you uh, have enjoyed some half pints in, in your past, and you will in the future. Uh, at the 101.50 level, uh, that gives you a choice of the T-shirt or the new toque with a, a secondary design featuring a uh, what an antenna, a tower. And uh, coincidentally, that's what we're raising the money for. Uh, but you uh, also get entered into the Real Love Summerfest Fest t- ticket draw, and uh, man, Great summer festival this past year. Molly Birch, one of my favorite records of last year, they brought her all the way up from Austin, Texas to perform. And uh, boy, oh boy, they had Drug Dealer and a bunch of other great acts on the bill as well. And uh, you could get your hands on next summer's festival pass at the 101.50 level. At the $150 level, your entries into the Golden Ticket. We have several venues and a couple festivals for which you could win. And at the 250 level, you get three entries into the golden ticket draw. 
And uh, over the course of the year, you'll kind of make your pledge money back going to shows. If you just went to like one show, you and a guest every month at the West End Cultural Center, you'd probably pay for that $250, no problem. And speaking of paying for it, $250, if you split it with another person, 125 bucks each, 10 bucks a month. We do installment plans. We can do a billing off of uh, credit card payments if you want to do it and split it and spread it out. Not everyone has 250 bucks right off the hop, but uh, we appreciate it however you get it to us. And uh, it's all new money to the station, and it all goes in support of the station. I am going to play one more track before we have a uh, legal ID. And then uh, coming up after the break, J.P. Mortier, who is playing at Le Garage, will be playing here at UMFM. This track is a new track from Hector Plimmer, the producer featuring Andrew Ashong. And I'm sending this out to my kids who have been uh, Andrew Ashong fans for about five years now, believe it or not. And uh, that goes back to the track Flowers. But this is his latest guest vocal here on 101.5 UMFM.
somebody else. Actually, I couldn't tell. Glad for my help. Help. Maybe I'm somebody else. Actually, somebody else. Maybe it's somebody else. Actually, I couldn't tell. Glad for my help. Maybe we're bad for A pleasure to be here, and uh, I don't know—is it? I think it's a fifth time here. I believe it's five times, yeah. Because I got six albums, and I didn't tour for the first one, so so here we go. All right. So I'm gonna do. So you want me to do the songs first, right? Okay. So let's get that out of the way. So this song is called "Who Decides," and um, what I can say about this song—it's uh, kind of my punk kind of grungy tune um i wrote it quite a long time ago as well and uh it's a song about uh, you know sometimes you lose control over things and you're going on in your life and you wonder who's you know who's uh who's pulling the strings here so this is a song called who decides How I die, zoning laws, golden rules, set by king of fools. Anarchy doesn't work, leave those people in the dirt. Baby, don't look at me, I'm not the choose. Who decides? Yeah, yeah, who decides? It ain't me. DNA, chromosomes, all those plans in your hormones. Of the soul, none you can control. Is my heart, is my brain, is my sex, or is my drive? Baby, don't look at me, sure in my mind. Who decides? Yeah, yeah, who decides? It ain't me. Who decides? Yeah, yeah, who decides? It ain't me. Who goes to war? Who decides to take a life? Must you carry a gun to protect your children and your wife? Is it government? Is it fate? Is it God, your bloody faith? Baby, don't look at me, I'm not the one. 
Second tune. Uh, I'm going to add just a little bit of uh, to reverb on this. Actually, more than a little, but <laughs> all right. So this song is called "World of Steel," and uh, I'm I'm looking at your uh, zero tolerance policy uh, little poster here. So this is a song against racism and all sorts of discrimination from uh, you know, racism, sexism, homophobia, the whole the whole thing. It doesn't really matter. Uh, and what I'm saying in this song is that. Um, I'm taking from the uh, from the point of view of my own point of view as a uh, white male and uh, getting older and and stuff like that. But I do find that um, uh, there's certain stuff that's still unacceptable out there. Although I do see, on a positive sense, I do see a uh, an evolution from you know 20 or 30 years ago. I guess uh, being older, you kind of see that uh, we're aware of things that we were not aware in the past. So anyways, but it's still, there's still a long ways to go. So this is a song called World of Steel. Here we go. My world, my world, my world Is a world of steel, steel, steel My world, my world, my world Is a world of orders These laws, these rules All of this justice Authority sends you to the shelters and now to the hospice. Throwing the towel right into the ring. I'm lucky, I'm the right gender 
I'm lucky, lucky, I'm lucky. I'm the right color. But I don't want it now. This world's just too heavy. Old ties have broken down. Too much cost being levied. Why can't this be the home of the brave? I've known no war. This is the second song on the first CD, and this song is kind of a simple, straight-ahead rock song. Uh, and I'm talking about the fact that uh, we're lucky here in this part of the world, anyways, not to know war and not to uh, to have been uh, drawn out in in, in such uh, horrible uh, events. Unfortunately, they still go on, and I'm kind of going, again, I was kind of looking back through time, 
I reference uh, Vietnam War. I re- re- reference Iraq and um, the whole uh, Cold War kind of thing and religion. So I'm trying to put everything in one one tune. So this is called I've Known No War. Once again, by J.P. Morche. Welcome back. Hey, thank you, Michael. So, uh, in the midst of a, a bit of a whirlwind tour, you uh, did a major drive last night. Oh yeah, just uh, got back from Medicine Hat. It was actually an afternoon show because it was a coffee place. Okay, but it was still a. It's a still a long, long drive. Trek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And uh, you're at Le Garage tonight. That's right. Uh, so uh, we will we'll plug that. You, you expect to be on around nine? You figure? Yes, I was told around nine. Uh, I had actually made a poster with. Seven or eight o'clock, 
but I, uh, you know, venues have uh, sure. have told me that uh, no, it's going to be nine. Especially and they, if it, if the Jets had been playing, it would have been even later. So. Oh yes, so. yeah, that's hockey first. This Absolutely, is, uh, <laughs> you understand. I understand. So uh, you just played us a, f- a few songs, uh, including one called "World of Steel." Yeah, new album's called "Nation of Iron." Yeah, uh, I'm curious about kind of this. Uh, like recurrent motif uh, as far as like steel and iron and, and kind of like the solidity of these things and, and where that comes from. Yeah, so this is kind of a tough album. So I think that uh, that imagery kind of nails the, uh, uh, there's a lot of social and political comment on it. Right. And um, I think Nation of Iron kind of, kind of represents our bit, our society, because we are as individuals, uh, of course, we have rights. We also have responsibilities as well. And we're somehow affected by all sorts of things, whether it's uh, our own governments, um, uh, peer from our uh, our fellow uh, citizens, uh, uh, technology, industry, the economy. These things kind of weigh in on us. And uh, I had a lot to say. And some of these songs were written quite a while ago, some of them. And I figured oh, it was time to, with the political climate going on, I think it was the appropriate time. So was it a sense of like going into some of your old songs and looking that they thematically kind of fit with what you wanted to talk about now? Uh, I'm a very prolific writer uh-huh. and have been for many years. So I actually have binders, literally binders full of material. Right. And most of them obviously will never see the light of day because it's not, you know, obviously the best stuff gets we weeded out over the years right but um i've written i didn't want to have albums that were kind of schizophrenic either uh-huh. uh, my previous album was all love songs it was called love and uh, songs of love and despair yeah as you recall and it was songs about you know some of my experiences with women and uh, and basically their uh not their influence but their uh their inspiration they inspired me right uh-huh. so that album had that thematic going going even though it's not really a concept album right and this uh, i think okay this is the right time with what's going on in the world to talk about politics to talk about what's going on and maybe even try offer a solution or not if possible so as someone who you know travels the country yeah do you get like a a read on kind of like when when you're talking about political things like what the responses across the country does it vary or is it like the type of people who would come to see you are already kind of in line with things or like how does that work well you know there's there's a lot of stereotype going on this is and i find that you have all sorts of people in in every places uh-huh. you have conservative people in quebec yeah. and you have liberal people in quebec and you have the same in bc or manitoba or elsewhere so i find that when you talk to people individually then you kind of understand where they come from a little bit but sometimes as a group as a you you get this image okay people from alberta they uh, they're all conservative but that's not true at all there's there's a lot of people who are not, and uh, it's once you get there that you realize that there's all sorts of, all sorts of people with all sorts of different uh, point of views, and that's I think if there's one thing that kind of um, kind of uh, checks out from Newfoundland to BC is that you have all sorts of people, you have nice people, and you have bad people everywhere, mm-hmm. and that's that's pretty much of a 
So you're turning in the lead up to a federal election next week. And yeah, so, I know. <laughs> you know, is this is this a good time for you as someone who's written like a political oriented? Uh, I album? think I think it's 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 kind of good. Yeah. I think it's it's kind of good. I didn't even plan it that way at all because actually that album I wanted to have it released a good two years ago, mm. but I've had. Uh, other uh, outside factors that made uh, kind of stall things around a bit, mm-hmm. and this is a double album as well. Too. Yeah. So I I spent double the time working on this on this bandwidth. Now you said like you you did pull from older songs. I mean, on a double album, like how like is there? Can you like pinpoint like a split between like old and new or? Well, not really. I, I know I know because I'm the one who wrote them, but I've made this exercise with friends and fans who've known me for a while and say, can you tell really which one is the old one that one? I wrote like maybe 30 years ago? Okay. And which one is the uh, the recent one written maybe two years ago kind of thing? Yeah. And people don't really, don't really find out really. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes they're surprised. D- did you like rework any of the songs from like the 30 years ago to kind of... Um, update it to where kind of you are as like a musician or songwriter mm-hmm. now. Um, some some lyrics have changed, obviously. Uh, yeah. uh, some what happens is that when I write something, I, I kind of do it spur of the moment, and I try to write it as complete as I can on the spot. Try to get that initial uh, energy right. from a song. So let's say I I got my acoustic guitar and I come up with some nice chords. Okay, well, this is nice enough for me to write it down. So I write it down and I'll try to make it already bit of a struck song structure out of it mm-hmm. and then i'll so i've got it written down i put it and i have a bit of a even catalog system of my own mm. and i put it in my binder and then usually the good ones kind of come back because uh, what i like to do especially in the summer i like to go out in the park with my guitar and just like go over my tunes kind of thing right and the the good ones stick around. The the other ones kind of get lost in the background, and basically, so there's a natural selection there, and and they're always kind of constantly evolving too. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the recording process, when I start getting my band involved, they sometimes offer me, oh well, we could, um, what, what if I did this to it, kind of thing, mm-hmm. and oh, okay, I hadn't thought of that. So it's, the songs are always evolving. So is that? How you kind of recapture that initial energy of the the song, like when you first write it, is like because it's kind of new to you with the band that it then becomes kind of like a, a, an echo of that energy. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I try to get as much energy from from myself and from my uh, people I collaborate with, mm-hmm. and I'm very fortunate to collaborate with some incredibly talented people. In fact, sometimes I say, "Geez, I'm the worst guy in the band here." <laughs> What is your name on the CD? So yeah, exactly. There you go. Um, I'm the one who pays the bills. <laughs> sure enough. Uh, maybe let's let's play a track from the album itself. Uh, one one of the band ones, uh, and if you can give me a reason why you're picking it. Okay. Um, obviously, we, uh, all right. That's a good. I'll, I'll go with Sons of Steel. Okay. Which is the first song on the first CD, mm-hmm. and that song has a very nice uh, bass uh, riff to it. And also features Beth McKenna on saxophone. She's a jazz uh, sax uh, sax player. Right. She's originally from Halifax. She moved to Montreal. She she's at McGill. She teaches a, as well, and she's a wonderful musician. Mm-hmm. And I was I met her at a kind of a musicians network thing, and and with my co-producer said, you know what, this song could use a bit of. I never worked with brass instruments up to this point. I said, this would be kind of a nice change of pace. And it was like, oh, it was a 
it turned out really, really good. All right, we'll give that one a listen. Uh, JP at Le Garage this evening, and uh, best place to keep tabs on you your your own website. Yes, yeah. uh, jpmortier dot com. Let's hope if you're listening in Winnipeg, you know Mortier's spelling, but uh, <laughs> maybe that's an assumption. All right, well, JP, thanks very much for coming in and uh, playing some songs tonight. Thank you, Michael.
Edmonton's scenic route to Alaska with a new single they released this week called Give a Little. And uh, they are at the Pyramid tomorrow night touring. And the Pyramid happens to be one of the venues in the Golden Ticket Draw. It is, of course, Pledgerama 2019 time. And the Golden Ticket is our deluxe Cadillac of a prize to those who pledge at the $150 or $250 level. $150 gets you one entry 250 gets you three entries into the Golden Ticket. Uh, the Pyramid, one of the venues, the Handsome Daughter, the Goodwill, the West End Cultural Center, the Park Theater, Winnipeg Folk Fest, Winnipeg Jazz Fest, you name it. There's lots of them in there, and it's you and a guest to any show for a year. And so uh, had you won it last year, I guess, as this year wraps up technically for the uh, the previous Golden Ticket winner, they could go see Scenic Road to Alaska tomorrow and you would have the chance to see something next year. And uh, boy, oh boy, it will pay for itself in spades. If you go to just like one show a month, two people, that is uh, more than enough to make back the $250 level pledge. 204-474-6610 is the number to call or visit umfm.com slash donate to make a pledge online. 
Uh, at the $250 level, you get pretty much every incentive we got this year. I mentioned uh, earlier we have a great new design by Alex Plant, local artist, and uh, that is on the T-shirt. That is on the Wicked Coffee travel mug, and uh, we've got buttons. We've got guitar picks. We've got a new toque, and at the 250 level, you get two of all of those things, two actually two orders of coffee, our friends at Interstellar Coffee, who did a medium roast called The Message. And uh, then you also get a hoodie with the uh, design by Alex Plant as well. I guess you'll have to wrestle for it if you split it two ways with someone or uh, shared custody, I suppose. Uh, but 250 will also get you three entries into that golden ticket draw. It'll get you into the half pints daily draw. It'll get you into the Real Love Summerfest draw. You name it, it'll get you everything, and it'll get you some very large thanks from us here at UMFM. Uh, our goal is $36,000. We're putting it towards an antenna this year, and we're already at $1,449.50. So thank you to all of you who have pledged so far. Things are only an hour in. So at this pace, I guess, you know, we could finish up tomorrow night. Uh, but no, we, we're going to be here all week. We're going right through to next Friday night. We've got all sorts of great special programming uh, lined up for you. As uh, people who've listened to previous years' Pledge-O-Ramas know, uh, all the syndicated stuff, all the pre-recorded stuff gets preempted, and we do some specialty broadcasting. I know tonight uh, we've got Kai in at After 8 Radio, but after that, uh, the regular hosts of Shifter on the road, and so they are bringing in some hired guns. David Haynes, former host of Keep Rising, and Brent Phillips, both of the Bodega Boogie Night uh, are coming in to spin some live wax for you all and uh, get you dancing on this Friday night. Dialogue will be in. And then uh, Jason Williams bringing in Tony New back. Blast from the past, Tony New. They'll be spinning right through till 3 a.m. And then uh, Mr. Buckle starting things off tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. And then he's taking a, a two-minute, two-hour nap and then uh, getting back on the air for his own show. Uh, but we've got... All sorts of interesting things lined up for the coming week. Uh, over the course of the noon hour, when we normally air Democracy Now!, I will be uh, taking over and we'll be doing some special stuff. And uh, one of the things I've got lined up for you is uh, on Monday, I'm going to be talking to Ellis Ludwig Leone, who's the keyboardist and songwriter in the band San Furman, who are coming to town October 27th. They have a new record out called The Cormorant. Uh, Earlier this week, they played at the Paste Studios in New York City, and they did a cover of Carly Rae Jepsen's Run Away With Me. So we're going to give that one a listen right here, right now. Pledgerama 2019, 101.5 UMFM. Stuck in my head, stuck on my heart, stuck on my body, body. I want to go, get out of here, I'm sick of the party, party. I'd run away, I'd run away This is the part you gotta say All that you're feeling, feeling Packing my bag, leaving tonight While everyone's sleeping, sleeping Let's run away, I'd run away
to the Cinematheque October 9th to 19th is Sunset, about a woman discovering her family's secrets. Followed by Restless River, October 12th to 19th, about a youth dealing with the after-effects of an assault. And Aurora Gorealis, The Gate, October 11th to 26th, about two friends who accidentally discover a gateway to hell. For more information about any of these films, please visit winnipegcinematech.com. Don't worry on New Damage Records. That's Winnipeg's own Mobina Galore with Sorry, I'm a Mess. Mobina Galore playing tomorrow afternoon a free acoustic show down at Into the Music in the Exchange District. And uh, I mentioned that, A, to plug that show because it's a great free show. And I have uh, had the pleasure of uh, recording some acoustic numbers with Mobina Galore in our live room in the past. Uh, But also to uh, make mention of the fact that uh, we have partnered with my friend Olivia down at Into the Music to wrap up Pledgerama 2019 next Friday night down at the store. We will be doing this show, thank God it's free range, live from the store. Got some guest DJs in the works and a live performance from the band Hut Hut, formerly known as Boats. And of course we have played Boats in the past year on Thank God It's Free Range. And in fact, I actually sang on that record 
and uh, is the one reason I have an entry on Discogs. Uh, anyway, it is Pleasure Rama 2019, and uh, I encourage you to call Megan and Brian at 204-474-6610. Give us a call, make a pledge, or visit umfm.com slash donate to make a pledge online. It is a very easy and painless procedure to do so if you need to, but feel free to give us a call and chat and tell us what you like and why you're calling and... Uh, which which your show's favorite and uh, what you've discovered as a result of this station. Uh, I know that I have discovered a lot of different music over the years thanks to this uh, station and uh, to the, the programmers and the the people that submit music to us. And it it's a great source of discovery because there's just a, a variety of voices on this station, uh, you know, and there's genuinely something for everyone depending on your taste uh, you've got, obviously, the, the folk music, the music of the Celts, like Waxy's Dargle. You've got great old jazz, fascinating rhythm. You've got contemporary jazz. You've got classical music. You've got world music. You have a variety of things, and uh, there are so many knowledgeable programmers bringing you those discoveries each week. And uh, if you like what they do, please support them in their endeavors by giving us a call at 204-474-6610. We offer tax receipts if you want or station incentives, and they are great incentives. We always line up great incentives. Last year, the hot sauce was a hit. Our pals at the 1812 Fruit-Based Hot Sauce Company uh, did a one-off for us, and uh, now Interstellar Coffee Company has done a one-off called The Message. It is a medium roast, and it is really good, and uh, goes really well with the UMFM travel mug that features the design by Alex Plant. So uh, get yourself. The only way you can get hands on this is via the pledge drive. Uh, as I mentioned, we've got some interesting stuff going down over the course of the week, and uh, I encourage you to keep listening throughout the pledge drive who knows what you will hear you're going to hear all sorts of interesting things happening i believe david dobbs has said he might be screening cliffhanger and doing an audio commentary for it uh, that might be a little something late night uh, at the beginning of the week after the weekend so uh, who knows what's on the docket but uh, i was talking about stuff i've discovered as a result of this uh, station one of the great things that uh, we do is we've partnered with the current the Minnesota Public Radio Station down in Minneapolis-St. Paul uh, over the last several years doing the Manitoba-Minnesota Music Exchange. This year it expanded to include Milwaukee as well. And uh, we simulcast some programming with The Current uh, featuring Mark Wheat, and they introduce us to music from their cities, and we introduce them to music from Manitoba. And one of the discoveries that they shared this year was Lady Lark, Minneapolis singer, who uh, appeared on my show, and uh, really, I, I mean, in the vein of like a Tanika Charles or a Hannah Williams stuff that I have played here, some great contemporary soul music. Uh, she has a new track with Nerdy called Strange Love. Here it is on 101.5 UMFM.
latest collaboration between a tribe called Quest's Ali Shaheed Muhammad and producer Adrian Young under the Midnight Hour moniker. That is a track called Harmony that their label Linear Lab sent me this morning. And that's the last thing I want to spotlight before I hand things over to After 8 Radio. And that's one of the reasons that you should support this station. The fact that uh, if something landed in my inbox today and I was into it, I have the ability to play it this evening. The turnaround time, the no gatekeepers the no pre-recorded playlists this station exists at a point of creativity of freedom of interest in the music i happen to love both of those artists and was like yeah i gotta listen to this and then i was like yeah i gotta share this uh really strongly recommend you check out linear labs and uh the art don't sleep work that uh, they are doing out of la and uh, I want to encourage you once again to call 204-474-6610. Thanks to those who have pledged so far. Our goal is $36,000. We're well on our way. You can pledge online at umfm.com slash donate. And don't forget, next week, uh, if you want to come down to the store, into the music, we'll be there from 6 to 9 tomorrow. Uh, next week. We'll be on air from 6.30 to 8. But we got DJs, we got bands, and uh, we will have some fun to finish things off. Thanks for tuning in. Stick around for After 8 Radio. The Winnipeg Improv Festival celebrates their 20th anniversary at the Gas Station Arts Center on October 24th to the 26th. 20? Did I say 20? Oh, I sure did. 20 improv festivals celebrating the art of making it up. All at the Gas Station Arts Center, October 24th to the 26th. We'll see you there. 